What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Real But Objective podcast. I took a week off, got a new job, had to get back into the 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 thicker things. You know, it was rough last week. How's that going? It's it's tough, man. It's peak season. You know, I'm delivering packages, and it's rough. I mean, they dropping one ninety, a hundred to two hundred stops on you. It's rough. And then, top it all off, I try to be done by 3 o'clock every day so I can get the kids and continue to coach this basketball. So, it's tough. It's it's rough. It's But we got it. We back in there. Nice, I, nice. I'm in the groove of things. Things going right. So, but, you know, enough about me. How you been, man? Man, I've been all right, man. I've been looking forward to it. I didn't, we didn't even talk. I was like, let's just hit record. Let's get into it, man. Yeah, I've been man. ready to pod today. Yeah, because, you know, I ain't seen you in a week, and it felt like forever, it. man. Medusa J, Dr. J. But let's go ahead and hop into the elephant in the room. First thing first is, oh, no. Oh, yeah, it's been. Oh, oh yeah, we ain't. Oh, no. We ain't recorded since then, have nah. we? Oh, that's right. I love it. Shout out to Teb and all them Seminole fans out Andy there. Any Seminole fan, Jake, everybody that's listening, I told you I was going to get on y'all head, and I'm starting it off with fire. Florida had a a crushing year in my heart. We went from we losing. Went, we went from the high of almost beating Alabama. Right. And thinking we had a shot. Right. To just. Trash. Trash. Like, just. But what made it feel all better and what made it worth it was beating Florida State. Yeah. We got one more to go there. We got I don't know. No, I mean, we have to beat UCF. We uh, we got to, man. We have to for this for for recruiting purposes and just showing that we the big dog, but that big game out the way. Yeah. Uh, all I care about is shutting up Florida State fans. We should be able to beat UCF, but you never know which Gators you're going to get. That's that's the thing, but we can't lose to UCF. Because I, as a Gator fan, want to be able to say, you had your shot. Yeah. You had us when we was down. You couldn't beat us then. And, and by the time we play them again, maybe you're going to have this thing turned around. So Oh, it's going to be crazy. But let's before we skip to Napier, let's talk about the departure of uh, Mr. Dan Mullen. How you feeling about that? I was a Dan Mullen guy. Right. I mean, I think he's a genius when it comes to X and O's. I said this on another podcast, but I'm going to say it again because I think it, it's worth mentioning. You know how I am about them Bulldogs, Matthew Stafford and Mark Rick when he was there, Kirby Smart. Yeah. If me and you was the coach of a new expansion team mm-hmm. and Kirby Smart was our defensive coordinator and Dan Mullen was our offensive coordinator, me and you would be hell of a head co-coach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But them right. guys ain't head coaches. It's the same thing with McIlwain. McIlwain wasn't a head coach. McIlwain was a coordinator. And these guys want to get outside their role. Like, you're coaching basketball. Right. In an assistant position. Now, you, you've you coached in a head coaching position, as, as did I with soccer. But I like the, the assistant role. Right. I like the role of, I ain't the bad guy. I'm going to come in here and smooth things over. I'm going to get the best out of you. The X's and O's of the position or the offense or defense, whatever you're focusing on as an assistant, 
that that means you know you're able to specialize. But when you're the head man, you got to be over everything. And you got those boosters, and you got the media, and you got all them other headaches. I don't think Dan Mullen's built for that. Yeah, not at Florida. Nah, I mean, he was a hell of an offensive coordinator. Hell of an offensive coordinator. And he's a hell of a quarterbacks coach. I mean, look, he had Mr. AR-15 come in that game when Emory was tripping, or I don't know if he got hurt or he was just playing bad against LSU. And everybody was like, oh, we don't even know if he can throw. And he come in there and put 42 points up with AR-15, and no one in the world knows if he can throw or not. And he proved it. Like, he drew up plays for him. Let him be an athlete. But he also let him show off his arm strength. And AR can throw that thing. Yep. I think Emory is good as gone. You think I, so? I, I think his time's up. I think Billy Napier knows who his guy is. And right shortly, maybe not even an hour after Billy Napier news broke, AR-15 tweeted, scare money don't make no money. I saw that. So – that tells me that he already that's who he contacted first. That's who he talked to first. But we'll see what's going on from there. But as far as the Dan Mullen situation, uh just from reports that I was reading it, it kinda read like he was stubborn and wanted to do everything his way and the big people didn't like that. Yeah. You see Lake Gibson's coach came out and said that relationships would be better now moving forward. It's something to that effect. Yeah. You know, Dan Mullen just was one of them guys where he he wasn't going to kiss the butt that needed to be kissed. Right. For he, some of these five-star athletes. Yeah, stand-up guy. Is that uh, – do you commend him for that, or do you think that was part of his downfall? I think his downfall started when he didn't fire Ty Grantham, bef- Ty Grantham before the, the season. That part I agree with. Because we were so bad on defense last year with the dynamic offense. You you had somebody that was holding you back, and you didn't get rid of him out of pity. All right. You felt like he needed one more shot because previous years he was good and all this. But I I I felt that when he didn't get rid of him and didn't try to bring in, you know, guys that know what to do. You know, Charlie Strong was looking to get that job. Not Charlie Strong. That was the – that's a freaking governor. What's what's uh, the Charlie Strong was a defensive coordinator. Okay. Okay, yeah, I was right. I'm tripping. Yep. But yeah, Charlie he Charlie Strong was ready to come on over, but whispers where he was ready to keep Grantham and Grantham was essentially his his demise, both of their demise really, because our defense was again terrible. Yeah. I mean, you got South Carolina putting up hella points on us. It started with the Kentucky game. Like, there's no way in hell that Kentucky should have scored that many points, especially when we routinely beat them. I just don't understand how he he showed you who he was last year and you held on to him. It makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't understand it. Just loyal. Yeah. Loyal to his guy. I get it, but. But that was a, that's another one of his downfalls. Stubborn. Yeah, stubborn his way. Look, at the end of the day, Lance, like we're talking about, we're coming off a, a great episode, by the way, of mental health. Yeah. You know, we're coming off of that episode with this one. And, you know, Dan Mullen's fine. He's going to be okay. Oh, and absolutely. I, and I think that, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to blame him for not getting rid of Grantham. 
I think he should have. Right. I think that's the move that should have been made. But you know, at the end of the day, he's sitting there going, oh, I'm going to stick with my guy. I've seen what he could do. I know him. I'd rather have him than bring in this other guy that I don't know if I could work with. And if they fire me, they got to pay me $12 million. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it. He ain't hurting. No. I just look at it like, whatever. And and apparently, allegedly, a bull gator wrote an anonymous check. $12 million. Eager. Pay them all. Get them off the books. Get them off the books. Get them out of here. That's crazy that you can just do that. <laughs> Please let me go to Florida. I'll voluntarily coach, and then you can buy me out. I'll tell you what, man. I go, I'll go coach the Gators, position coach. I'll fill up the Gatorade jugs for the salary I'm getting. Correct. $12 million on a buyout? Get that. Just pay me what I'm getting now. Relocate me and pay me what I'm getting now. I'll yeah. go do it. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. But uh, let's move on. I mean, I'm sad that Dan Muller had to go. I wish it was a way that, you know, things could have smoothed out and things would have been better. Sad to see him go, but excited for the future, man, because everything I'm hearing about this Billy Napier, man, is is nothing but great. I mean, former Alabama guy, he's going out there. Don't go too fast because McIlwain was a former Alabama guy. Yeah, I – Champ was a former Alabama guy. But at the same time, none of them got the love that this guy's getting. Yeah, I – This guy's getting a lot of love, and it's hard to screw up a press conference. He reminded me a little bit of John Gruden in his press conference. Oh. His little demeanor. His little, eh. But it's going to, whatever, this is how I'm going to tell you. Because next year's a wash. Next year's like, whatever we get out of next year, we get out of it. Right. And then it goes into his bump class. And when he gets into his bump class, I want to see what he salvages out of this one because he already lost his top quarterback, Nick Evers. He, he decommitted. Right. So I see what he salvages, but then moving forward, because that's why we brought him in, right? Right. We brought him in for a recruiting standpoint. Now, I saw we just hired a defensive back coach from, from LSU. LSU that's a top defensive recruiter. And not only that, I mean, he's produced yeah. DB after DB after DB. And he, this year, this guy's going to have another first rounder. Yeah. I don't, I forgot the kid's name. I think it's Singletary or something like that. But he's going to be a projected first round, first five pick. And then it goes into who his coordinator is going to be. He's already named the co-defensive coordinator, uh, the guy out of um, Louisiana. Right. And then this defensive back coach that we're talking about, he named him some kind of assistant. Assistant coach. Assistant coach. Yep. What I'm hearing is we got a couple of coordinators coming out of the league. So we're having to wait the three weeks until the jobs open up where we can. We we took Alabama strength and conditioning coach as well. I just well, saw that. He, he was at he was at Appalachian, not Appalachian State, uh, Louisiana. With, oh, okay. With uh, but, I, but he was at Alabama at one time. So and, and a lot of people are upset about that because Nick Savage was a beast. Yeah, he was. So, but, uh, tight ends coach uh, Brewster. Yeah, I was sad to see him go. I seen he left. I mean, you some guys I get sad about leaving, but at the same time we're looking for change and we're looking for something different. Yeah. We had our shot last year with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts. We fell short because of the defense. This year, same hopes. We were riding high. We thought we was going to do something after the Alabama game. We did. 
and we just got let down. I mean, the me—I I feel like the media just broke everything down. Like fan base too. Yeah, like they turned on them so quick after that. They game. do that. That's why I'm saying I said it in an earlier pod with G. I lost my—I lost my passion. I lost my juice. Yeah. I'm taking the family to the UCF Florida game. Yeah, I I was gonna get tickets to that, but we uh, we got basketball that day, so yeah. can't go. But really sad that I can't go. But I'm gonna be watching it for sure. So, what do you think about Napier? What's your like? I know you've been hearing a lot of good things about him, but what's your gut telling you? I mean, I'm kind of just waiting and seeing. I don't want to come out and say, "Oh, this is awesome. This is amazing." I mean, I'm happy we got a, a guy with all these good tactics and good things I'm hearing. But at the same time, you got to produce because I got too high on Dan Mullen and it didn't work out. So this time I'm kind of just waiting and seeing what's going on. Um, Were you like the rest of the Gator fans and watched Louisiana play in their conference championship? I mean, I didn't watch it. No. I heard about it. It was all over Twitter. I didn't. I just sit and watch it. I mean, I just I, I watched a little bit of it because he's calling his own plays. Okay, so I wanted to see what he was running. You know, it it ain't too far off of what we was doing. So I think it's gonna be a good fit. But that conference, wow, like coming into the SEC, I, I'm a little worried. Yeah, at the same time, he's but- got experience. He's at a, Alabama. And, and I was going to say, it's, it's not like he came from there and nothing else. Yeah. He's he's seen the big boy football. He just went there, and he turned that little program around. Yeah. I mean, hats off to him. He did a great job. He could have went there and died, but he didn't. He turned it around. Strickland was watching him. You heard the press conference? I've been watching him for years. He he, he wanted Napier bad. Hey. That's his guy. Yeah. He, that's his, that's his hand-picked guy, so – and they're giving him the resources to do what he wants. Apparently, he wants an analyst crew and, and all these different things. We're going to have two offensive line coaches, things that haven't been done in Florida. And uh, the administration said, whatever you need, man, we got you. Gave him an extra budget, extra budget, but it's coming close to what Alabama and Georgia are paying assistant coaches and analysts and all this. So Makes sense. Make Napier, guys want to come. Napier knows what it takes. That's the thing that I got out of it so far. He's looking at things going, I know, yeah, you're giving me these facilities and you're giving me the brand, the logo, but it's going to take a little bit more, a little bit more to get these guys than what we're doing right now. Yeah, and I feel like like what he's doing right now, I mean, he's not doing anything wrong. I mean, hell, he got guys that was about to leave and hit the portal, and they kind of stand, although we just lost Copeland. Copeland, that hurt. I was like, why? Like, what's going on? Why? And that's all right. They're going to fill that transfer portal up. All these schools, there's going to be players available. I know. I was just thinking that. I'm like, well, we lost one, but I'm pretty sure we'll get like two or three in return. Because it's guys from LSU, decommend transfer portal. Notre Dame. It's it's crazy. Clemson, Oklahoma. It's bad right now. Speaking of Clemson, are we going to see Bowman get – a bigger role next year? I absolutely think so because Damian Pierce is a senior, and then yeah. you got number six. What's number six name? Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. He was a catching back, but I think once Bowman, once Napier get to see Bowman, I, I think I think it'll be time. I mean, it's nobody else. It's a reason why running backs ain't coming to Florida. Yeah, because they know Bowman was a five star, and they know if he on third on the depth chart, and you wasn't like Bowman in high school, 
don't come. Yeah. But I think this the year, and he'll be a red shirt sophomore. So we'll get Three years two two years out of him because he'll, he'll, he'll hit he'll hit the league after. He'll do this year and the next year, and then the next year he'll hit the league. So we'll get two years out of Bowman, and then we'll probably get two more years out of AR-15. He'll hit the league too, and we'll see. I'm excited, man. I mean, we still got we still got receivers even though we lost him. Uh, then, I mean, he didn't do too great. He was our leading catch getter, but. Yeah, we had much – much throwing to him this year. Right. It wasn't wasn't much for our offense. It's not like he was Kyle Pitts. Right. And he left. <laughs> he he just he did his job. He did yep. Yep. he was an awesome receiver. Shout awesome, out to Copeland. Yeah. Good luck to you. Awesome blocker. Um I hope he gets what he wants. And I hope hope hopefully, because you know his mama was the one that got up and left the press conference. Uh, yeah. I, I hope he goes to either Tennessee or Alabama to make her happy. Because no one wants to see their mama get up and leave. Right. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that was a deal. Maybe he told her I'd go there two years and then I'll bounce. We don't know what's going on, but I wish the best to him. But For sure. on this recruiting trail, I think this is make or break for him, in all honesty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think he's going to salvage a class. This year, we can't as Gator fans look for any. I mean, we're gonna hit some portals. You know, we're gonna. He's gonna get a couple of recruits to flip, especially with all of the carousel that's going on in college football. Yeah, um, he's gonna get some guys, but it's really gonna be that following year. And we want this all his recruits because that's what his. that's what crucified Mullen this year because these were all his recruits. Yep. None of them were left over from who was our coach before Mullen McElwain. McElwain. He couldn't recruit. He sucked. So, you know, that guy thought Treon Harris was there. It could be worse. We could be Miami or Florida State. It could be worse. Although Florida State, I don't know, for some odd reason, is top five in recruiting right now. Like, they're getting a bunch of five stars and four stars. And I'm like, why the hell do you want to go there? Why not come to the Florida State? Because when you're in a situation like Florida State, them kids see playing time. Playing time, playing time, playing time as, as a freshman. Yeah. Where if you go to Alabama, you're going to well, No, but what's crazy is it's a lot of kids still going to Alabama, and they some of them three stars, some of them like three, you know what I'm saying? You you have a five-star and a four-star in front of you, and you're a three-star, and you're going. Not saying that you can't go there and play, but, I mean, come somewhere and compete against those guys and – and make everybody that rated you below a five star right. regret it. I just never understood why every five star want to go to Alabama when it's only eleven positions to start on on offense and eleven positions to start on defense. But that's why they're so good because they just plug another one in, another five star in, and correct. Keep but at the same time, though, those five stars could have been playing all along somewhere else from freshman year on. And then they could have bounced and been done by junior year because then they can hit, they can go to the league instead of being red shirt seniors, red shirt juniors. Those are an extra two and three years on your. It's buying into that program. Yeah. Buying into the system. The New England Patriot way. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Napier can bring that bring that over here and we can get stacks on stacks on stacks how Urban Meyer had it. That's, that's what we're looking for. Because 
it was nasty when he, he listen, he's young, he he's energetic. Uh like you said, nothing but good things that you hear about him coming out of Louisiana. So good luck to you, brother. Yeah, we're gonna see. But let's go ahead and transition into this next what we got the, next. Next topic. Let's talk about this this NFC NFC playoff race and what's going on, who's pretender, who's fool's gold, and who you think is the real deal. We'll go at NFC first and then we'll hit AFC after that. NFC our Packers and Bucks. That's that's who I got at the top. That's who you got at the top. What about what about the Cardinals? I mean, the Cardinals are there. They're at my top. Um, but I'm I, I I'm worried about the the Packers. I I want home field advantage <laughs> over the Packers. I don't want to go to Green Bay, Lambeau Field like we did last year. So that's as a Bucks fan, that's that's kind of where my focus is right now with the NFC is. Stay out of Lambo. Hey, but if the Cardinals keep winning, that it, it's going through Arizona. That part. But for some reason, I feel like they're going to fall off. They didn't fall off. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins missed three games, and they won every one of them. I know. With I know. Colt McCoy. I know. I just <laughs> I kind of look at the Arizona Cardinals like I do the Rams at the moment. Well, the Rams showing you who they are. Right. I, I'll never jump on that train again. Like I said, I apologize. Matthew Stafford is showing who he really is. <laughs> you heard it here first. And he's a Georgia Bulldog. <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing. Go ahead. Go nah, ahead. No, 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 no. I mean, they're like, you know, just going to let it be. <laughs> Man, but I I just think it's so crazy how you can have all that talent on both sides of the ball, and you're losing. I mean, how do you get Odell Beckham and Vaughn Miller and get worse? I I don't understand it. I just don't. I don't understand how that's possible. Because the lights are getting brighter. The season's getting shorter. Yeah. And, and you got somebody leading your team that's not a winner. But at the same time, it ain't just on him. The def- it's not just on him. I agree. I the defense, the defense is getting ran on, called on. Yeah, Devontae Adams embarrassed J- Jalen Ramsey, but they've been sweeping that under the rug. I've been talking shit to all my friends <laughs> because they all Jalen Ramsey fans. I'm like, nah, but y'all don't want to talk about what Devontae Adams did. I think Jalen Ramsey covered Devontae Adams eleven times in that game. Guess how many catches Devontae Adams had? Six, eight, eight, dang. Eight catches on Ramsey. And then he caught a short screen and shook him out of shoes and made him fall. And not to mention, when Aaron Rodgers ran the touchdown there, he shrugged Ramsey off. And in the picture, you see Aaron Rodgers doing his thing and Ramsey in the corner on there on the ground. <laughs> it was a glorified picture. I loved it. because I know you did. I hate I hated Ramsey because he's a Florida State guy and I'm a Florida guy. I think he talks too much. He came into the league talking too much. He's a great player. But when he has bad games, no one checks him. No right. one says anything. You know what I'm saying? Like no. you, It's like you say something to go against Ramsey. It's almost like, oh, whatever. He's going to have a bad game. But no, praise him. No, you, you, you discredit him the same way you praise him. Yeah. And nobody wanted to talk about what Devontae Adams did to him. And matter of fact, some of my friends still think Devontae Adams is a mediocre receiver. I had my friend tell me he's a mediocre wide receiver. Shout out to KT. 
He's a Bucks fan. He says every Bucks receiver is better than Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is a mediocre wide receiver. KT, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. <laughs> like, come I got on. Devontae Adams in fantasy. He's legit. Ooh, speaking of fantasy, I picked up a player off waivers this week. I'm coming for you. You coming for me? I've got, I ain't been paying too much attention to that league, but I'm coming for you this week. Nah, I can't go down. <laughs> I, I lost a tough one last week because freaking uh, – Oh, was like, you playing Lance, Dad. You probably was like, let me look at my lineup real quick. <laughs> let me drop my kicker. <laughs> oh, Cole want to beat me because of what I did to him week one. <laughs> I got you, Cole. Oh, man. So you said you don't think the Cardinals good. I mean, the Cardinals are good. I can't take nothing away from them, what well, they've done this year. I just, they're another they're the another team in my eyes that until they do it, I ain't going to believe it. it. It's like the Patriots. And the Patriots having a good year, but I've seen them do it. So I believe in them. Right. And that's the difference right now. I feel you. Um, but we can only go off this year yeah. in my thought process. That's yeah. how I'm feeling about it. But but you know as well as I do, that ain't the truth. Yeah. When it comes down to it. That does. You you do have to have some vet guys that's been there or your fan coach. base. If yeah. your fan base don't believe you can win. That home field energy is different. Yeah. They'll be riled up, but as soon as things start turning bad, where's that energy gonna be? That's true. And that's where you got to look at it from the other the other team's perspective is they ain't used to being here. Now yeah. you go up to New England, even though they got a rookie quarterback, he ain't playing like that. And no you rookie. ain't you get in the third quarter and it's a close game. You in trouble. Yeah. And that's where I, you know, I think the Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers of the world are going to take care of Arizona when it comes time. I honestly think, I think Arizona could lose to, let's say, a San Francisco gets in the Forty Niners. Yeah. That team's good. They just have been losing close games. Yep. They're good, and they got a. They keep going back and forth on quarterback. They drafted a guy, then they got they had a guy, so they don't know where to go. So don't they not even for sure who they want to start at quarterback. And they're in every game. Every game's close. Hell, Oz went all the way down to, I think they gave us 46 seconds on the clock. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers drove down the field, and Crosby hit a crazy field goal to win it. Other than that, they would have beat us. That's a win. They barely lost to um, they barely lost to the Vikings. I was mad about that. I needed the Vikings to lose, and they didn't. <laughs> it's just been every game's been close. And I think if a team like that get in, they got probably a top five linebacker. I Probably the best pass rusher in my eyes in the game of football. Um, I don't want to be biased and say it's somebody from the Packers when it's not. I definitely think it's Mr. Bosa over there in the 49ers. Yeah. And that team is stacked. The defensive line is crazy. They got linebacker core. Their corners are okay. Their safeties are great. I think they just missing the running back position. They got great receivers. And then they just iffy at quarterback. They got a rookie that, they, that he's – Highly talented, not just because his last name's Lance, but he's highly talented. And then you got Jimmy G, who just, you know, he's on and off. He's hit or miss. Yeah. And when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, he's bad. And right now he's doing pretty good, so you don't want to move off of him. But I think in the offseason they got something to do moving forward. Are they going to go forward with Trey Lance or are they going to continue to ride this Jimmy G train, which I think 
the smartest thing to do would be to trade Jimmy G and see what you can get for him and assets. But probably look at that in the off season. Yeah, I, but I think if the Forty ers get in, they can beat the Cardinals. Yeah, I think the Rams could knock the Cardinals off. Possibly the Cowboys could be somebody. Oh, the Cowboys! Are, I was I was gonna say we still haven't even mentioned them boys yet. Yeah. They 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 could be trouble in the playoffs if if they can stay healthy. Well, that's for everybody. But, but no, they banged up more than anybody. Zeke, yeah. I got Zeke on my in my fantasy, and yeah, he's been doing okay. But he's just banged up. And last week, Tony Pollard got the bulk of the carries, and I'm just like, man, damn, like it's hurting me because Jonathan Taylor's out this week, and then if I don't have Zeke, then I'm down to two running backs, James, uh, James Robinson, and uh. What's the guy name from the freaking David Montgomery from the Bears? And I like to have three running backs, two starting and then one of my flex because I'm a running back guy when it comes to fantasy. I love my running backs. But Zeke's getting all banged up. But the Cowboys can make some noise, man. I'm Yeah, I believe they can. But Aaron Rodgers loves playing in Jerry World. He loves the shit out of it. <laughs> he like trolling the fans. And he likes playing anywhere. He just likes the game. Nope, he don't like playing in Tampa. Every time he's played in Tampa or Florida, he shit the bed. Really? Every time. Well, that's why we need y'all to come to us. <laughs> that made me even more. I need even more now. Hell, I went to watch him play Jacksonville in 2016. Had a horrible game. We barely beat the Jags. It was Jalen Ramsey rookie year. I was like... Everybody was like, you a Packers fan? I'm like, yeah. It was like, how you a Packers fan from Florida? I'm like, well, Donald Driver made me a believer. <laughs> and they're like, Donald Driver? I'm like, boy, you better look at this, look up the stats and know who you're talking to and know who you're talking about. Donald Driver was a great. He just was in the league with Randy Moss. This is facts. So, but yeah, uh, we're going to see. It's NFC's tough, but let's go ahead and move on to the AFC. And I know you want to talk about them boys because I think them boys could – possibly get to the Super Bowl. People going to say I'm crazy, but I think the Patriots could win the AFC. Like that's my I'm not saying that's my my pick, but that's who my, I'm rooting for. Yeah, I I think I want to see Brady and Belichick again in the Super Bowl. Not I'll, again, but against each uh, other. Again this year, but <laughs> in the Super Bowl. That would make so much money. Like you know how much money that NFL would make. NFL scripted if it happens. Yeah, oh for sure. For it's sure. Scripted. Last Literally. year was scripted. I mean, the first Super Bowl in Tampa. We're you living know. in assimilation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Last year was scripted. So let's not even <laughs> let's not even go. That's there. a whole other show. Yeah. That's a whole other That's show. a whole nother show about last year. I'm still hurt. But the Patriots, man, like I, I just want to apologize to Mac Jones because I, I I was like, man, he's at Alabama with all these five stars. He ain't good. He sucks. He ain't, he ain't better than Kyle Trash. Kyle Trash should have got drafted before him. Putting my foot in my mouth today, Mac Jones. Do you think Kyle Trash could do what Mac Jones is doing now? I don't think so. No? For the simple fact that. I do. I don't know. I, I don't think so for the simple fact that he didn't come in and start playing right away. This is, this is now, I'm contradicting myself a little bit because. Last year when Brady made the Super Bowl, Belichick fell off with Cam. Right. I was like, ah, Belichick. But at the end of the day, we know Belichick's a great coach. Right. And I just think that Belichick is smart, man. He took this this guy at Alabama, 
who who played at a high level. Him and Nick Saban, I like this. So. Yeah, played at a high level. Urban Meyer, right? And and so I just he played at a high level, and he just said, just keep doing what you was doing at Alabama, right here with the Patriots. And that's basically they just transitioned him, and I think he could have done the same thing with Kyle Trask. He brought him in and just said, "Look, this is what you're doing. Manage the game." I mean, the last game, I know the weather conditions were bad, but what he throw the ball three times? He only had to throw it three times yeah. because freak the running back went off. Yeah. So I mean, they're not asking him to throw for three plus hundred yards a game, four touchdowns, right? They're yeah, just dude. asking him that they're going to play good defense and don't, don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. And, and do what you can. And I think he's a good enough quarterback, and I think Kyle Trask would have been a good enough quarterback too. I like where Kyle Trask is, even though I'm, I'm wondering why he's always he's out. They got him as the third quarterback on the depth chart okay. because he's he's young, so they don't want him the one that's telling Brady and calling the plays and, you know, on the sideline with Gabbard. the headset on. So Blaine Gabbard is the one doing that because he's been around the league, he's been in the league, he know how it goes. Okay. So he just don't dress. Okay. We know he's more talented than Blaine Gabbert. But yeah. Blaine Gabbert gets the nod because he's been in the league as a vet. And Brady just probably feels more comfortable with a guy like that doing that. Yeah. Not saying Brady probably don't mentor. He probably mentors the hell out of him. Yeah. But when it comes to game day and calls, Trash ain't never been in that environment yet. Right. So he don't know. But well, he's in a he's in a good spot. I think so. I I think the keys are going to get handed right over to him, and we're going to get to see a Florida kid do work in Tampa. I, I would so. I would legitimately buy an all black Bucks jersey. I can't wear that red, <laughs> but I would buy an all black Bucks trash Kyle jersey. Trash jersey. Okay, and I have to have a Gator patch over here though, just so I can keep some <laughs> some out. dignity. Yeah, some dignity, man. Because I can't put no full Bucks jersey on. That's 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 a no no. Although my grandma showed me a picture the other day of me in a freaking Keyshawn Johnson Bucks jersey when Keyshawn, I was huh? when I was like <laughs> eight, I'm like, if I ever make it on this podcast, people gonna kill me about that because I know my grandma put that picture somewhere and they get a thousand retweets. <laughs> so yes, I'm telling y'all early that I did have a Bucks jersey on when I was seven or eight, but Nothing wrong with that. Oh, it's a lot wrong with it. I'm a Packer. Oh, wrong Bay. I don't like Tampa Bay. I'm a Green Bay kind of guy. <laughs> but back to these Patriots, man. Um, enough about Mac Jones. He's I gave him his credit. I took my words back. But that defense, they that, look good. All of them. All those guys are like rejects, like because their teams didn't want to bring them back. You got Matthew Judon, who didn't want to get paid by the Ravens, and then this kid J.C. Jackson. I don't know where the hell he came from. He's the guy. He's he's probably the best corner in the league. Like, everybody want to say Trayvon Diggs, but no, Trayvon Diggs is just always in the right place at the right time. He sucks in coverage. Wow. Like, he he gets so many yards thrown against him. I, what he's doing is amazing, but J.C. Jackson is the guy. Probably the first corner I take that's been healthy this year because Jair been down, obviously. I'll take Jair Alexander, but this J.C. Jackson kid is the real deal. And then you just – Belichick always finds these gems. And That's it's just, it. It's like you trade Stephon Gilmore away and your defense gets better. How? Because it's a system. It's a system. I mean, football is the one sport that a coach can impact more than any other sport. Right. 
And I just think that that's, that's what it is in New England. He got blessed to have Brady for all those years, but the man knows how to coach football. Yeah. And he just plugs players into his system, does it his way, Nick Saban-ish in you know, Alabama. And uh, that's what he does. And I, I believe in, in that over Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Baltimore. Well, Baltimore is not being coached. They're just being – they have a wild card. And, I mean, you got that's Lamar. That's what I'm saying. You got Lamar Jackson. You got a chance to win. Yeah, you got a chance. But that's that's what I'm getting at. When, when Baltimore goes up against New England – Ain't none of that. Got that history. It's like the the era, the aura of Brady's still there. Yeah, because you got Belichick and and that, especially if they're in New England. Yeah, they don't lose. They don't lose that Arrowhead. No, it's different. No, I'm sorry, Gillette. 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 Arrowhead is uh Kansas City. Yeah. Sorry about that. You can't go to Kansas City and win. They suck. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick Mahomes just just fall off. He didn't fall off. They're asking him to do too much. No, they're asking him to do what the defense is prepared for. Yeah. Like, he's dropping back and he's throwing 45 passes. They're literally backing up because they know you're not going to run. You're going to run the ball all of 14 times a game. And you have three different running backs with 14 carries. That's not enough. You have to be able to run and ground and pound the ball and then throw it. You have to set up the play action. You have to set up all that stuff. And I think Andy Reid is just getting ahead of himself. Too predictable. Yeah, he's making it too easy. Like, if you run a naked bootleg and you haven't ran the ball all day or all game or not really haven't stuck to it, who's falling for that? We We know you're throwing the ball. And I just think that's why the Chiefs are the Chiefs right now. Because they're not running the ball. They have a capable running back. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is finally healthy. Give that man the ball. Did you not see him run the ball at LSU? He's not, do you not see what he does when he gets the ball? He's a bowling ball. He's a bowling pin. He bounces off people. He's fast. He can catch it. I just don't I don't understand why Andy Reid is just being hard-headed, stubborn. And you sh- you shouldn't have to do that, and you shouldn't have to hear these reports come out about your quarterback. You're not putting your guy in a position to be better than he is. It's a lot of that in the coaching profession, huh? Yeah. A lot of stubbornness. Yeah, and we were talking about it earlier with Mullen. With Mullen, but at the same time, I mean, you get your first Super Bowl. You went to three. You lost all the other ones. You finally win one, and you lose another one. Not to mention those guys, all your whole offensive line was hurt, and then the Bucks probably had the best defense besides the two oh two thousand two Bucks and some of those Raven defenses. I mean, I don't, I don't blame that one on you. My homes is running for his life the whole night, but this year I do blame on him because he is asking Mahomes to do too much, yeah. and you could just tell like the players are getting frustrated, the defense is getting frustrated because they're on the field more than anything because you're throwing it three straight times and punting. Or you get a first down and then three straight passes and punting. They just, they're not being who they were. Like, that makes sense. They, they're not being who they were. They're not, they're not a diverse offense. They're one-sided, and that's why they look the way they look. Same thing with the Bills. When they were good at the beginning of the year, it's because they were running, grounding, and pounding the, the ball between those three running backs. Now they're asking Josh Allen to drop back and throw it this many times because he has a 
a cannon for an arm. He can throw off his back foot from the 30 and get it all the way to the 80-yard line. I mean, the other 20-yard line. He, he has a cannon. He's he's a great quarterback. He's going to be good. He can run you over. He's fast. He got a cannon. But they're asking him to do too much. That defense is good, too. But not when they're on the field 60% of the time. I just think that the AFC just don't have it. The NFC has it. Yep. Everybody in the NFC going to run run the ball down your throat. I have a feeling that you could possibly see not the best team in the NFC in the Super Bowl. You probably won't because – Somebody's going to knock somebody off. And that ain't supposed to be there. Yeah, because that's how deep the NFC is. Correct. Yep, I agree. And like I said, don't let this these teams like the 49ers or somebody that's like been barely on edge and then they finally get their gel going into the playoffs and they get a wild card spot. And it's only one bye. So that second seed got to play this hard seven seed. Yep. And they go down. It's going to happen. It could definitely happen. But the AFC, I'm going to go ahead and chalk it up. And I think I'm going to go ahead and say it's a Patriots. I'm going to say a Patriots Chiefs AFC championship. And I'm going to say it's a Packers Uh, cause I don't think the Bucks. I think the somebody would knock the Bucks off, or the Packers would have to knock the Bucks off to get that. So I don't think it could be a repeat of last year, because they're gonna be on the same side. Cause I think Arizona wins out. I think Arizona gets the top seed. I think the Packers get the two seed, and I think the the Bucks get the third seed. So I think either the Bucks knock. Off, I, I think the Packers knock off the Bucks, or the Bucks get knocked off early. Due to this recent stuff going on, we're gonna talk about that in a second. About your boy AB, but I'm gonna say Packers, Cardinals, NFC Championship, and then I'm gonna say the Packers knock off the Cardinals again, and I say I'm gonna say the Patriots get to the Super Bowl. So I got a Packers Patriots Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Patriots. Hmm. Okay. You heard it here first on Real But Objective Podcast. Yeah, I'm going to let you, let here you on roll with that one. December 9th at 8.26 p.m. <laughs> I'm going Ravens, Ooh. Patriots. Ooh. I'm going Bucks. So you're saying the Bucks and the... And the Bucks and the Packers will be on the same side. So, so they won't, it can't they won't. be a Bucks-Packers. So then I'll have to go Bucks-Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, so I'm saying I'm going with what I've been pulling for Bucks and Patriots in the Super Bowl. Hey, I mean we both got one, so, yeah. so one of us is gonna be right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think Belichick showing who he is. Yep. They're coming together, dude. If that if that's the Super Bowl, I'm telling you, everybody yeah. gonna be like, oh, the NFL's rigged. I ain't watching this shit no uh, more. Blah blah blah. I'm about to start agreeing. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. If that happens, that'd be wild. And then don't then it doesn't even matter like who wins. It's just like it's legendary, legendary regardless. status. But it matters to Belichick and Brady. Oh yeah, it matters to them for sure. I think. It'll and be if a, Brady won another one, over Belichick, over Belichick at the end, and you don't walk, then I think Belichick would die. Huh. I think he literally have he'll a heart tie attack. that little hoodie up over. 
There ain't no I way. Think, I, I don't. I don't think. He, ain't no way. I don't think he'd be able to take that. I literally think he would die from a heart attack because he's older. He's like seventy something. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ain't no spring chicken. He's old. He ain't no seventy years old. He's think? close. I, I I I've looked this up before. Let me look it up. I swear. Let me look it up. Bill Belichick. He is 69 years old. Wow. So damn near 70. Wow. So, like I said, if if Brady, if Brady pulls that off, man, his little football heart might get broken, and that might. Listen, that would be so awesome to see, and I know everybody, like you said, will be on that conspiracy bandwagon, but that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it would be hella awesome, but. But then if it doesn't happen, then your Packers will be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll be happy for you. Yeah, we need it. Because I think Aaron's gone out the door. Why not give it to us? You know, because we're going to be sorry the next seven years. I know it's it's rigged, so rig your way so Aaron Rodgers can win one more in Green Bay. It just can't happen, though, because Brady's in Tampa. You know what I mean? Like, NFL wants Brady, man. They do. That's their guy. That's their guy. That's their guy. Uh, they, they want him in the Super Bowl. But the refs are going to make sure of it. I don't know, though. Because at the same time, Mahomes is now their guy. Nah. You don't think? On the AFC side, yeah. I I, I think Mahomes is the future, man, because 10-year contract, you're still getting all these games even though you sucked on national TV. Everybody still talk about you. They don't talk bad about you. Right. No one talks down on Patrick Mahomes besides the Real But Objective podcast. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, Keeping it real. Everybody else is loving the Patrick Mahomes and kind of how Brady was after he won that third Super Bowl. Yep. Nobody had anything bad to say about Brady. Brady throws six picks in a game and they win. Oh, Brady's the greatest. He's the GOAT. Don't matter. That's the NFL's guy. I think that's Mahomes. And I think that was a trade-off. I think Brady beating Mahomes so he can have that and be, you know, into the Raptors. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay, let's focus on Mahomes. So it's really set up for the – because the best thing that the AFC, the NFL could see would be Mahomes versus Belichick. Right. And then they want to see either Aaron or Tom move on. Right. Which they're going to get, in my opinion. Because one of the two is going to Put it like this. If you want to keep Aaron in Green Bay. Oh, he's gone. He ain't staying. I'm just saying. But if he wins the Super Bowl, it's harder. It's nah, harder for yeah, him to leave. Yeah, it would be harder. It's harder for him to leave. I'm not saying that he's staying. I'm nah. just saying. But if if you're thinking from it from a, from a standpoint to keep teams even, you want, you want Rodgers to win that Super Bowl. Yeah. Rodgers win the Super Bowl. Him and Tay resign. They stay in Green Bay. We get closer every year again, and we lose. Get our hopes up and lose. But we got this Super Bowl. So the fans will be okay. If you let Aaron lose. And he walks. And he walks. And he goes to the AFC. Then he's on your on your, on your future's head. Because he ain't going to NFC. He's going to AFC for sure. You think? Oh, yeah. Las Vegas. Uh, Rams after they get rid of Stafford. 
They're committed now. The only team that's safe is the Chargers because that kid in, in in the Chargers is a great is a baller. He probably gonna be the next great quarterback. What's his name? Um, dang, I can't even think of his name. I got him on my fantasy team and all. He went to Oregon. Um, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Justin Herbert. Yep, that's the only guy that's safe. Everybody else would dump their quarterback besides Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Everybody else get dumped for Aaron Rodgers. It's true. Everybody easily, easily too. Oh, and Josh from Josh Allen from Buffalo. He's safe. Those outside of those three, nobody's safe. Literally nobody's safe. That's true. So if you if you don't want Aaron Rodgers to go to the AFC and mess with the Golden Boy, I I I, I think Lamar safe. No, I think they're trading for assets. Yeah, because they essentially the Ravens have to build around what Lamar Jackson does. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson has those games where you are like, damn, why do we do this? Right. Can he ever play quarterback? Blah 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 blah. With Aaron, you don't get those talks. On to the next one. Kind of like the Saints game. Nobody really talked about that game. They knew it was because Aaron Rodgers smirking on the sideline after we down thirty eight seven. Even as a fan like me, I wanted to go off. I didn't. I was like, just wait till the next game. We'll be fine. We'll be all right. But that's just kind of what I'm thinking. Um, last topic, let's let's get on your bucks. <laughs> and this uh, snitching on this fake vaccination card of Antonio Brown. Do, do you think they should cut him? Or do you think because he's Brady's boy that they're going to just let it ride and Brady going to be like, just let it ride? They're just going to let it ride. Because <clears throat> if you remember, your coach came out and said he get one strike, he get one chance. And it's been rumors that after he comes off IR or whatever he's doing, they may cut him and get rid of him. Because right now they're just doing more investigation into it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about the story. I mean, I know he violated protocol, basically. Right, but what how it was brought to the NFL's attention was he owed his chef like twenty thousand dollars. His chef dropped the bomb, snitched on him. They went and checked it, and it wasn't legitimate. If the if he just pays the chef, the NFL would have never known that he was sure. doing that. So if you doing See, dirt, I know that part. if you doing dirt. You got to make sure you cover it up. And you got 20000 in the bank. So why not just pay that man if he going to blackmail you like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, just pay the man. If you owe him, if you owe the man and he did the job, the man should get paid. This is the chance you take when you sign a player like AB. Right. You know? Like, he nope. is squeaky clean coming in. No, definitely like, not. They, they knew that stuff like that. I, I'm not going to get too much into I didn't know that part, but the vaccination, not vaccinated. If you lied about it, you shouldn't lie, you know, but then do they have a right to ask them? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, technically you can't, but he's on the contract, so probably they can, but the rules are different everywhere. So it's hard to, to say, I mean, I don't like the fact that he lied about it. If it, you know, have a fake vaccination card, that's I think stand by it. If you're not gonna do it, stand by it. Right. I think that um 
I don't think he should have got suspended because essentially Aaron Rodgers did the same thing. He painted this picture that he was vaccinated, but he said he was euthanized. Yeah, or so I saw that. Why immunized? Well, I'm sorry. Why did uh, Aaron Rodgers get suspended, but not AB? You mean yeah? Why did AB get suspended, not Aaron yeah, Rodgers? Yeah. But in all honesty, I just think it's a a status. Dang. You know what I'm saying? They 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 paint the image that Aaron AB is, but in reality, nobody wanted to get vaccinated. He just found a loophole around it, and if he didn't, if he just would have covered his tracks, it never would have been found out. But to answer your question, whatever Tom Brady wants is what's going to happen. He gets, but at the same time, AB had the Bucks organization. Now he got the Bucks organization looking bad. Because they was the first team to come out and say, "Oh, we're 100 percent vaccinated." Everybody in all, yeah, in, I, don't, I don't think the Bucks organization looks bad. I think, yeah, like you're saying, they were the first ones that you know to say that or whatever. But it's AB. He gets suspended by the league, and Tom Brady knows. Was he had a three game suspension? Right? How many games left in the season? I think it's. Five, five. I think five games. So he sits out three games. He's old. He sits out three games. He trains on his own. Comes back the last one or two plays spot here and there, but then lines up in the playoffs. You saw what he did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I think that's where Tom Brady's like, nah, I, th- I think the whole Bucks organization's probably looking at it like that. He's on my fantasy, and the Colts told me to drop him, but I ain't dropped him yet. I wouldn't drop him. I would hold on to yeah. him. I held on to, even though I shouldn't have now, because he's back on IR and the season's over. But I should have dropped Logan Thomas. Yeah. But, no, you hold on to those talented guys because you know what they can do when they're healthy. Kind of like why people won't drop Derrick Henry. I still have Derrick Henry in the league because yeah. there's a chance he could come back. Yeah. You don't drop him. You keep him. That's talent. Yep. You hold on to it. So you're right for not dropping him, but at the same time, in the real world, I I don't think he should have been suspended. I think that was wrong in the league. I think they just kicking the man while he down, and then they just he sta- he's standing up on his own two feet again. So they kicked him down again to show him who's boss. I think in actuality they should have took it as a joke when the chef said that. Yeah, I think it shouldn't have even been thought about if he told you and he showed you it and it passed the test. Why open it up back up? That's like that's like the OJ case. You told him he wasn't guilty. He got off. That's like you're trying to go reopen it now because you think he's guilty now. Or one of the jury said he was bought out or something. It's too late. Right. You can't go back and fix it. You can't go back and change it. I think he got by. He made it past. You didn't catch it. So it's not cool to open it up. I think I don't think he should have been Suspended. I don't think he should have been fine. I don't. I think he really should just got a a pat on the back, like congratulations. Slap on the wrist. Yeah, like that's what I meant. Like a, a slap on the wrist. Like, hey, don't do that. And actually, if you get COVID now, you just you have to quarantine. All right. That's just how it should go. I agree. But AB being AB, right? And the league should, oh. trying to stick it to him and tell him who they are. Yep. So. That being said, uh, happy to be back in the studio, man. Uh, and that's the end of the today's Real But Objective podcast. Please check us out. Share, like, subscribe. Peace.